Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. I got my favorite OGs, Rojo and K. Scott, fellas. What's up? What's going on? Got that Chipotle on deck. So we ready? Yeah, we, 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 we had to pause our uh, our podcast recording because apparently Chipotle is not as easy to order online as Case Scott <laughs> thought it was. <laughs> He's like, they got why they got all these questions? Medium, mild, what's going on? <laughs> See, it's, it's playoff Real. time right now. I mean, I'm not a Lakers fan like that, or yeah. I'm not a Warriors fan, but I'm a fan of, of competition. And oh yeah, well, as soon as I get off this, I'm gonna go watch the game, man. I got it recorded right now, so yeah, uh, get on that. So let's get that Chipotle. Let's get mm-hmm. this podcast going. Let's deliver this this youth out there with some of that OG therapy. So let's cue us up with the question. Who's got the question for us on this one? Okay, uh, you got it. You got it this oh, one. Yeah, you got this I got, one. Got this I got one. it again, huh? All right, let's see, let's see, let's see. The grand finale. And while I'm sharing this, well, sharing this question, make sure you guys share these episodes with your friends, your family right. members, your confidants, anybody who needs that OG therapy. That's all I got to say, man. Make sure you like, yeah. comment, subscribe on all platforms to make sure we keep on supplying your needs. But let's go ahead and get into this question. All right, we have a question, which is a good one. How do I tell a friend I struggle with mental health without sounding like an excuse for not being there for them and not always being a good friend? Ooh, Ooh very good you, question. You always got some good game on this type of stuff, man. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and start it off, man. Go ahead well, and start it off with this one. Well, these questions are easier for me because I've only had hundreds of teenagers either in my private practice or at the schools just come up to me. And here, let me let me paint this scenario for you. This is usually how it happens. A kid's struggling with their own mental health issues. They don't know how to articulate it or tell their friends that they're struggling with those issues. But maybe a one time, two years ago, they told their friend they struggled with depression. Mm. So in the teenager's mind, it's like, well, I've told people I struggle, so they should know. Mm. They don't know. Because no one knows. The only thing they know about you is what you tell them. Mm. And if you haven't told them nothing recently, then they're going to forget that. <laughs> I know I know. Kay knows where I'm going with this. One of my favorite sayings is like, it's like if like, you oh. haven't told them nothing, they don't. Then they don't know nothing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, they yeah. don't know nothing. The, P, the PG. <laughs> exactly. This is the PG version of one of my favorite sayings. I like to say. So my point that I'm getting at is that teenagers think that just because you've hinted towards things, you've dropped some breadcrumbs here and there, you've said, "Yeah, you know, I've told my friend, I you know, I struggle with depression." that all of a sudden that they know that that means you do not know how to communicate or articulate your thoughts, feelings, and opinions well, that sometimes you won't be there for them because you're too busy inside your own head. So you look like a bad friend, but really you're not a bad friend. You just don't think you're good enough to really have anything good to say. So you don't say anything at all, leaving your friend to think that you don't care. Mm. Now I know that was a rant, but rewind that real quick and play it again. It actually makes sense. Right. It's just like a back and forth, like in tennis, like, you know, your friend, they hit the ball to your side, but the ball really has on it. Hey, I'm going through a hard time. Can you help me? And then you hit the ball back and you say, 
hey, um, sorry, I'm not available right now because I'm going through my own hard time. And then they hit the back ball back to you and say, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry to mean to bother you. Say, no, I, I wish I could be there for you. In a, in a good communication, there's back and forth. But what happens in reality is it looks like this. Someone doesn't hit the ball over and says, because remember we're using the, like the analogy of a tennis ball that has like a right. message on it. Instead of hitting the ball over and the ball have a message on like, hey, I'm not doing good right now. I could really use your support. It'll look like this. The person just holds the ball in their hand and puts it to their forehead and say, mm. you just need to read my mind. Mm. And that usually come across a friend saying, hey, do you want to hang out tonight? Now, the friend that says, hey, do you want to hang out tonight? In this make-believe scenario that I've heard lots of kids tell me, that friend is struggling and the friend that they reached out to is a friend that they trust that they can open up to and that person can make them feel better. Well, if they're open up to a friend, in this case, this person asking questions, that is having a hard time themselves with depression, anxiety, or maybe they're just in their own head, having their own mental health issues, right? That person may see the sign that, oh, this person wants to hang out with me, but they may think, Uh, like, I don't know if I can do that. Cause like I, I have to put on clothes. I have to get ready. Uh, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Or like, I don't know. I'm not really feeling that funny. And around my friend, like if I'm not funny, then they're going to think something's wrong with me. And then I'll talk about my depression. Mm. Then that teenager goes down their own head and here's what's communicated. Nothing. Right. Or some weak sauce response like this. Sorry. Can't. And the kid who sent the message, hey, do you want to hang out tonight? You know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sorry, I can't. Or not responding at all. So, so much is going back and forth in both their heads, but they don't know how to communicate it. When you make yourself vulnerable, and I said this on another podcast recently, you make yourself available. Mm. So if you have struggles with mental and emotional issues at all, I know you don't want to like put that out there and be like, hey, my name's David and my middle name's depressed. Hey, my name's Annie Anxiety. Nice to meet you. Right? Like most people don't want to be known for their struggles. But if you don't share people that if you are struggling, that that was your struggle, not them, then it could actually compound the problem and make them feel like there's something wrong with your relationship. And this happens all the time. So here's a simple suggestion. Don't wait for your friends to wonder what's going on with you. Communicate to them face-to-face, one-on-one. And oh, by the way, just by you communicating with your friends face-to-face, one-on-one, that you have issues or struggles, depression, anxiety, that is basically a confession. And at the same time, you're being vulnerable. Mm. You're saying, hey, this is is something I'm dealing with. Now, this first step is to tell them that you're dealing with something. But if you just stop there and say, hey, I struggle with depression, anxiety, So if by any chance I ever piss you off or I'm not a good friend, it's because of that. That's not the, that's not good reasoning. You should sound something like this. Let's use an example of your person that struggles depression. Let's say that this question comes from someone that struggles depression. You'd have to explain to them what depression does to you because it does different things to everybody. For Kenneth, it may make him go in his own head and start listening to music in his little studio and his wife and his kids. Hey, what's going on? He just starts to drift off into his own world. Rojo, it's like, okay, like Rojo is like, I'm just going to go, you know, work out all the time. And so he's working out all the time and not talking to people, but he's in his own head, put his headphones on, just isolate himself, but 
in a public situation or public place, right? For me, maybe I just sit in the corner and just eat a bunch of gummy snacks. Not that I've ever done that before, but I do like gummy <laughs> snacks when I'm sad. Okay, They are good. Hey, my, my point is, yeah, like a Costco-sized box is the only problem. They're too much. For a full family, I shouldn't be eating all those gummy snacks. <laughs> my point is, is everybody's going to have their different thing. You don't know how other people are going to handle you going through your hard time. So you need to tell people, I have struggles and this is what it tends to look like. So if I'm not showing up for you, if any of these, those things are happening where I'm not listening to you, paying attention to you, that's not an excuse. I should be better at that. But I do need to let you know if that happens, it might be because I'm in a down depressed state it has nothing to do with you. I'll be sure to let you know if that's the case. Have like your own like little signal between you and your friends. Help lots of teenagers do this. When they do this, they're like, oh, this is super simple and easy. Why didn't think of this? Well, because you're not a freaking professional counselor therapist. You're just a teenager thinking, why didn't my friend call me? Well, uh, maybe they don't like me, right? So if you have this little inside joke with your friends or you have this little word that you can say, I remember one family, they did this. The family came up with this. They used the word ranch as mm -hmm. like their thing. It's like, hey, I'm just having a ranch moment because the cops got called to their house because the mom and dad got in such a big, huge argument that the neighbors thought that they were beating each other. It was over ranch dressing versus blue cheese. Mm. The dad was like, how dare you put blue cheese on my salad? I said ranch. He said, well, I don't know you want ranch. They got in a big fight. So now it's an inside joke with the family. So whenever one of them is not in a good place, they're mentally, emotionally frustrated, whatever, they'll say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm just having a ranch moment. Instantly, mm. everybody goes back to that hard time. They go, oh, okay, give them a pass. This isn't anything about me. This is their ranch moment. So with teenagers, I'll tell them, hey, listen, if you got inside jokes with, well, when you have inside jokes with friends, what does that say between you and your friend? Well, that we're close enough to have an inside joke. Right. Exactly. So if you have an inside joke, you should also have an inside connection. Mm. The inside connection is that way where like, you know, you look across the rooms, like give your friend the heads up and they go, okay, let's, let's go, let's dip. Well, how did your friend know that? Because you told them before you walked into the, to hang out with you, that party or whatever. It's like, if I give you the look, that means I'm bored. Let's get out of here. It's not going well. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can do it with your wife Fact. too. Right. Right. Okay. Fact. It's like, Hey, so like, Hey, we're gonna go have this uh, barbecue, not. but if this is not going so well, if there's some family drama, whatever, I'm gonna give you the look, right. a little nod and we're going to dip out. Right. Do that with your friends. But if you don't tell your friend, this is what I'm struggling with as just information and using it as excuse, that's going to be weak. But if you tell your friend, Hey, here's what I'm struggling with. So from now on, if I'm ever struggling with this or you've ever struggling, let's use this inside word to let the other person know it's not us. It's just, you know, that way the other person could say, hey, are you having a ranch moment or did I do something wrong? Oh, my bad. No, I'm totally having a ranch moment. I had this issue, this issue on one day because mm. at the end of the day, we don't know why people aren't talking with this. We don't know why someone's not communicating well. So that, that I know that's a very therapeutic idea, but what do you guys think about that? Man, cause this seemed like you was in my counseling session today, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> like for real though, cause I feel like I'd be having those ranch moments, like <laughs> you know, be like woman. I said blue cheese, and she said, "Who you calling woman?" <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm, my like, bad. I'm sorry, baby. Don't get out of me. <laughs> like for real though, it's like cause that's what we were speaking about today. Cause I'll be honest, like there's be there be times and every days where. You know, I have my moves or whatever, and she asks me a question, and I'm like, I don't feel like asking, I mean, answering the question because I'm like, then it's gonna pile it on some more. And that's why statements versus questions is so powerful, you know, that you teach. But like, if I just had a cold word, now I'm thinking about it, and I just, if I just had a cold word and I don't really feel like talking, I'm like, hey, like you mentioned, blue cheese. She'd be like, oh, blue cheese. Gotcha. Yeah. 
and, you know, and that's and kind that, of like a we can talk about it later at the same time. Exactly. And so just by you saying that, it made me think about moments when that happened. And so um, because a lot of times I fell at directly communicating my emotions at times because there'd be times where, you know, I'll just be sitting in the in our in the office. Right. And it's just 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 literally chilling. And she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing's wrong with me. Like, you know, but if I, if there was something wrong with me, instead of me blurting out what's wrong, I could be like, like you mentioned blue cheese. So that's really an effective way. And it's super uh, important, not even just on a friend to friend level, but you know, your partner level, right? Yep. Your romantic relationship level. Because if you don't showcase your feelings and emotions, then over time, it's going to cause resentment. And man, if that hill of resentment keeps on getting, you know, taller and taller, eventually you're going to roll downhill and you, you know, it's got, it's you're not going to walk up. It'll get. be too much hard to get up that hill. You give up before you even get yep, going. You give up, you know? And so uh, that's a, that's key point. Be direct and honest about how you're feeling, communicating uh, with them, especially telling them like, like you mentioned, my depression looks different than somebody else's depression. My anxiety looks different than somebody else's anxiety. So giving them that full picture of what it may look like is really important. And Rojo, I know with you, because I've seen you do it with, with kids, like when you're a coach, you got to have those little inside things that you can tell your players without tipping off the other team, without making mm -hmm. it a big public thing. You're like, hey, man, remember what we talked about? And then you say that one word like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like. You drill mm -hmm. that in, like you have to have that sort of like communication so things don't blow up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, what y'all shared is great. Um, for me, you know, I was one of those friends that was missing the memo. So like <laughs> whenever, <laughs> whenever I had friends that was really going through something, I'm not, I'm not hitting the ball back. You know, I'm yeah. not tennis racket. I'm not, I'm just like, okay, like this is You're like, what happened? You're like, I almost <laughs> died last week. I reached out to you. You did. Yeah, we're still we're still going, <laughs> you know, we're still going at it, but I mean, you know, like those code words are something that's like I learned so much from just you two speaking about it right now is that those code words, like it can save a relationship. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Whether, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a, a romantic relationship, any type of relationship, they can be something, something that's like very, very, very time considerate when it comes to really important messages or really important issues. And I was going to say like code word. As a teenager growing up, you know, when you hear somebody say, like, you know, this is really serious, you joke about it, you know, you'll lie, like, uh, yeah, whatever. But then when they really look at you in the face and be like, hey, this is really serious, that's when you start knowing as a friend, like, wait, it's something more. And then, you know, that's when I catch the memo at that time of like the second time of it's serious and staring at me. And it's like, you know what? Okay, probably let's pull each other to the side and let's try to see what's going on like what's really wrong you know it's something that i can think i could think back to some moments that happened in my junior high school with some of my good friends where we was big on wrestling big on wwf you know big on that but one of my friends he was having a really serious like a really serious type of thing that was going down at his house and i remember seeing the cues or seeing seeing what was happening but not believing what i was seeing as in he wants to always come to my house always want to stay longer at school. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was, it was those, those little, those little things that I was like, I don't know why until one day you just like, you know, like it's serious. I don't want to go home. And it was just like, well, let me walk you home. Though, like serious. And it's like, wait, okay. It's something more. And I was able yeah. to get him in connections with my mom to just talk because I don't, I, I'm still learning how to accept those feelings and express those feelings. You know, I'm still learning how to get that out. And I, when I was younger, it was hard for me to do it. So I just like kind of, 
sh- like point him in a direction of talk to my mom, you know, mm. but yeah. I helped him as a friend, even though I wasn't able to really take in everything. But when I heard that the serious part of like, it's serious. And then I started thinking about all the different moments of things that was happening after school and why he didn't want to go home. It was like, mom, you need to step in and kind of help out here because I don't, I don't know what this is like. So, you know, it's something that's really important like that. Well, what you're saying, Rojo, too, is it's that's basically why we're even talking about this, because think of how many times as teenagers, we didn't even know what to say to help our friends. Exactly. We knew our yeah. friends were going through something, but it was kind of like, oh, man, you'll be fine. Let's, you know, it's OK. Let's, let's just go mm-hmm. hang out. Let's go play catch or do something like that. And sometimes that's what our friends need just to not think about yeah. it. But then there's other times they should be able to like time out. I need a lifeline. Mm-hmm. And so whoever answered this question, I know you guys can do it in this generation because I've been telling teenagers for a while to do it. And all of them that have heard this, that have tried it, have all come back and said that this is very helpful. To be a good friend isn't just to listen. It's to communicate ahead of time to squash any beefs that could come up. So in any friendship, let's say you and a friend, you guys have a little beef, like a really good friend over a girl. You guys both determined, shoot, maybe she ended up liking one of your other friends and you guys were both out of luck anyways. Like, okay, why are we fighting over this girl? And she didn't like either. She's playing all of us, right? Like, not that girls do that. I'm just saying hypothetically, of course, right? <laughs> hypothetically. And so you and your friend squash this. Sometimes at friends at those moments, they can make a pact. Hey, listen, let's make a pact from here on out. If you like a girl, I like a girl, like nothing's worth us losing our friendship over it, right? Like, let's make a pact that from now on, if we see a girl, you know, you're talking to her or whatever, like, you know, we got to have little inside words like, hey, man, like, I'm kind of liking this girl. So that means you got to turn off the charm a little bit because as friends, it doesn't have to be just like a, a mental health situation. Mm-hmm. It could be any social situation. I hear another big complaint. One friend over here is a little nervous around girls and the other friends like Captain Social. Mm. Well, the friend who's nervous around girl, he's trying to talk to girl. Maybe they're on a date together. And then the other friend comes over and just takes up all the space, all the energy, cracking all the jokes. And the girl (laughs) starts laughing his jokes, starts talking to him. And then the quiet friend's like, hey, man, what are you doing, dude? Like, that's the girl I'm trying to talk to. It can go. You guys can imagine a snare and lots of different types of things. So the best thing to do is you guys hear a lot of us talking about OG therapy. There's an old saying with OGs and Gs that say real Gs move in silence. What that means in this situation is that you're not going to be loud in front of public about this personal information between you and your friend. Talk to your friend about this one-on-one. If you're having some insecurities about a situation and your friend's making you feel insecure and, and teasing you and joking around about things that you don't want to be joked around about. Cause like Roger said, what if your friend is going through something at home that you don't know what's going on? You may think your joke's funny and your friend may want to punch you in the face because it's reminding them some stuff that they don't want to think about, right? So you being a good friend means you can go to your friend and say, listen, hey, let's have a little insight between you and I so that we don't have this issue so this doesn't happen between us because last thing we want to do is cause any problems. Just knowing that you guys have a conversation that could be had outside of your other friend group, most kids, especially in today's world, are very receptive to that. If you pull your friend aside and say, I'm struggling with depression, anxiety, or I'm insecure about these things. Then next time, if the friend starts to overstep their boundaries and starts to tease you or make fun of you or whatever about something you feel uncomfortable about or mocking or joking around with you, you can say that word and say, hey, remember that time? And then your friend can be like, oh, shoot. And can snap them out of it because that's a very common thing for teenagers to do. 
they're habitual line steppers. They're always stepping over each other's lines, man. Yep. They're always stepping on each other's feelings and they wonder why they get hurt, but it's lack of communication about what you're feeling and what you need and agreeing upon that, having that little pack between you and your friends that has shown the most success for all the teams I, I've ever talked to. That's real. That's real. That's good. That's good. I, I love that one. I love it. Love it a lot. Heck yeah. yeah. These seem like a, like a personal question. Like, like I think I think Britt must have submitted this question because we literally went through this today. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, she, she's hitting me up on the download. Hey, bring this one up. Kenneth really needs yeah. his help on this one. Tell him that he's got to not just do the dishes. He's got to right. make sure that he washes the dishes before he puts yeah. them in the washer. Man, for real though. You know what's crazy? Speaking of that, I know it's a side note. This may actually <laughs> so question of the day. Yeah, let's hear it. When you're putting items in the dishwasher, do you clean the dishes first or do you put the dishes as they are in the dishwasher? This is like a million dollar question. Well, this question sounds very similar to people have a housekeeper cleaner lady come over and then they got to clean the house before the person comes over. Really? <laughs> See, I was thinking about, I know somebody that, that a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. That's weird. A lot of people do that. for a cleaner for but exactly. <laughs> but think about it though. But it, even though I don't like doing it, it kind of makes sense. So, for example, my wife's always getting on me. She'll open up the dishwasher. When I do it, she'll open up the dishwasher. See, not cleaned, not cleaned, not cleaned. Yeah. Every now and then, the one time I forget to rinse something off, some things won't come off for some reason, right? Right. So, technically, you know, try to clean them off as much as you can to get major stuff right. off. But, and, you know, See, same thing with, like, yeah, but that's one of those things where the way I look at it is, like, my dishwasher's not doing its job. It's not my fault. <laughs> see, but, so I paid so for it. See, right. see, but that's that, that's the extra variable to is that what is cleaning and before putting in a dishwasher. Are you well, this is soaping it, cleaning it, and then putting it in a dishwasher? Because if you do that, it's already clean. Well, here's so the thing: you rinsing it and then putting it in there. Kay uh, didn't realize, but he's being our our local teen for the moment because this is a teenager question because a lot of teenagers going man why do i gotta clean the dishes before i put them in because this is a lot of teens know about this right why do right. i gotta clean the house before the the cleaning lady comes right you know what i mean that doesn't make any sense <laughs> well we gotta know we gotta, we gotta help her out so she knows what to yeah. clean right point is extra cleaning never hurts it just hurts the ego and the time if you want to go play games mm, that's real <laughs> Wash it with water or wash yeah. it with soap water. Like. <laughs> hey, by the way, we're the best, worst examples. Do not listen to us when it comes to chores. Obviously, yeah, me, 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 get me, out. me, me, and Kay, our, our wives are mad at us right now because we're probably not doing the chores the right way. But you guys, as always, though, thank you for visiting us here. You can follow us on Instagram. Remember on YouTube if you want to follow the podcast on YouTube or any of the podcast uh, platforms you listen to podcasts. The podcast right now is under Light the Fight. Just L-I-G-H-T, The Fights, like F-I-G-H-T. Find it, download it, share it with friends, any of these episodes that you feel could help a friend out. Keep them saving yourself, but also know that when you're down on your knees and you're begging for, please, I need a blessing, I need some extra advice or some help, just remember you can come to your OGs. Thank you as always for following us here at OG Therapy, and look for the reels coming up. we got plenty of reels coming up for you guys. Until next time, be cool.